When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's good, family? Jalen here. I have some great news to share with you. We have recently launched BWR Academy, the number one online school and community focused on teaching personal finance and wealth building principles. By becoming a member, you will gain access to premium financial education covering the topics of credit and financing, debt repayment strategies, retirement planning. That's right, we're going over 401ks, IRAs, and everything in between. Life insurance, we'll be having weekly budgeting and accountability calls, and so much more. You will also gain access to a powerful network. For years, we have been preaching, your network is your net worth. So here's your chance to increase your social capital. We will be having many of our previous podcast guests coming back to teach exclusive classes that can only be found through BWR Academy. We have also partnered with Capital, a premier financial app that will allow you to participate in our quarterly savings challenge. We have a goal of helping a thousand families save $1 million collectively. We'll make sure that you are not a part of the 74% that cannot afford a thousand dollar emergency. So if this sounds like the type of environment you would like to be a part of, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the show notes. Make sure you sign up now because spots are extremely limited. See you in the academy. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Do you know the rules of the game? Yeah. You know the rules of the game? I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. Let's talk. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is broad money marathon. Do five years of this and be a millionaire and go on, do what I want to do, have kids, go live my chip and joy in the games like out here in Texas or struggle for next year. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. 
Welcome everybody to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Your boy David Bella, one fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, checking on my co-host Jalen. How you feeling, my brother? What up? What up? What up? It's your boy Jalen, man. Another quarter of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Feeling good, feeling great, man. We doing a weekday. Yeah. I know y'all see hey, the scenery kind of different. Is, hey, today hey, is lit, bro. A whole lot of pressure. I just now, want this, this, to know. This is a historical episode of the Black Wolf in the Sun's podcast. I need like, y'all. I need people y'all don't even realize what's about to transpire like, in this episode. It's bro. it's too much pressure. Like I just gotta say, God put everything together for a reason. I'll say it yeah, like man. that, man. We ran into this brother last week. It was last Wednesday, bro. Yeah, like Wednesday. Last or Wednesday, and. A guy at our office told us, man, this brother got his own college. I said, what? What you mean? He man got his own college. He's like, he got his own college. So we sat down, we had lunch with us, and he told us this amazing story about yeah. like how this college came to be. And we came today toward the facility. And it's just been amazing. Yeah, brother from the boot. Yeah. Great man doing great work. Reggie Calhoun Jr. Reggie, how you living, my brother? Man, good, man. I appreciate the intro, dog. Oh, that was hey, fire. man. Thank you for coming <laughs> hey, on the dog, show, man. man. That was we definitely we fans of like what you're doing, bro. You took us on a tour. I love the facility. I love the reason that you started your school, your college. So, hey, man, it's nothing but love. I bro. appreciate y'all, bro. Like real talk. Hey, bro. Man. Appreciate man. you because yeah. uh, you was telling David that you've been a fan of our show, too. And like, yeah, even whenever uh, Conrad introduced us. He was like, yeah, man, I've been listening to the show for... I was like, wait, what? For real? Yeah. My brother yeah. sent me a message, man, back in October, so just putting people on our show, and I look. Yeah. Yeah, less than four months later, he had yeah, yeah, I love man. it. You know, just planting seeds, not even thinking like one day I'll meet y'all. It was just, it was good stuff, you know? So I'm like, hey, if I could share the good news, I'm, I'm with it, and that's just who I am. Like, I'm trying to share whatever I know, whatever I learned, which is kind of the foundation of what I built, so... Whatever I know, I'm bringing it to everybody, you know, and y'all podcast was one of the ones that I'm saying, hey, check these dudes out. Hey, man, we appreciate you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. That just speaks volumes to that. Good content is always going to shine through, no matter in what industry you're in, whether it's music or whatever, like, good content always. Good work. Yeah, like, it always shines through. And with that being said, I just want to get started into your story, my brother, um, because you told us how the college got started, but... What possessed you to say, I Reggie Calhoun, I'm going to start me a college. I'll make this shit happen. <laughs> Man, so the origination of it wasn't even about a college. Mm-hmm. It was about mentoring, right? Because I'm originally from New Orleans. My dad was in the military, so I went to go live with him. I went to four high schools in four years, right? And then my senior year in high school was Hurricane Katrina's year. So I'm bouncing around. So I knew I was better than a lot of dudes that I was playing with, but I want I didn't have an idea about college. I didn't mm. want to, I didn't know how to go to school and none of that stuff. So fast forward, like I'm in the army, I go JUCO, which is junior college or whatever. And then I started like, just like learning, like how dudes really go to school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, he dude's cold. He's cold. He's cold. He's all right. And then everybody was trying to go to like certain schools, certain levels, certain, I'm like, dude, I just want to go to college, bro. Like I just want to play ball. Mm-hmm. So I went up, ended up going back home to Louisiana, going to Louisiana College, and then um, I had fun. Like I broke records. I, you know, I did my thing, and I moved to Dallas. Started seeing like a lot of kids in Dallas were, I'm going D1 or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I started like get on the end and started seeing like a lot of kids think that way. Not just Dallas. It was just like yeah, all uh, over. It was like, everywhere. I'm D3, like, bro, I'm, what? I'm go D3, I'm like, like yeah. dude, I went to a D, D3. Like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, I went to a small school. And I played against some really good dudes, right? But what I wanted to, like, mentor them and show them, like, 
you can go to school by doing this, this, and this. So from from there, man, it was an, an academy, but we was only playing college games. So when you break down, like, the thought of college, we're playing college games. Like, so are we a prep school or are we a college? Mm-hmm. Okay. In semantics, prep school. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, we're college. Like, mm-hmm. we're playing college teams. We're getting college film, college games, you know, whatever. So it started evolving into from an academy, a football team, to adding college courses. And I started realizing, like, I don't even believe truly in the, the traditional college route. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to create my own lane. And then when you see what these colleges are, you have a college that focuses on automotives or whatever. So a college can be whatever is teaching. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to create my own college. But I have so many different components that mimic the traditional, that mimic the trade, and it also mimics the entrepreneurial world, which is what I'm in. So I'm bringing the whole full circle, the whole triangle offense of productivity and practicality into the world mm. using mm. sports. Man, mm. the That's RPA pressure, way. Man. The RPA way. And real quick, what does RPA stand for? So it stands for RPA, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> okay, so it's, yeah, it stands for RPA, but in the originality of it, it was the Resolution Prep Academy. And then that was too damn long to keep saying. The domain name was too long, so I created just just RPA. Mm-hmm. And then RPA College, which is trademarked now, it became that because we got the college class in the game, so it's RPA College or whatever. But the RPA way is just simply making the way out of no way. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So you looked at your route, you looked at your whole situation, and you were like, okay, I'm going to start my own school. What led you the route of, like, I know you said you identified that they had these colleges, like the automotive colleges and all that. Like, how did you find a way to open your own school with these types of programs? Like, because your school, you don't just offer, like, a traditional college yeah, like degree. you, you offer accredited and, like, like. Yeah, like, you're offering people with not only, like, degrees, but certifications and right. things that they can turn into careers coming right out of school, which is one thing I love so much with RPA because you have a focus on athletes. Right. Um, like, how did you take that first step into getting that started? Man, you just look at innovation and disruption, right? So you got guys like Amazon, Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, Toro. Like, all these guys are creating things that people would say, it's not traditional. Mm-hmm. Like Airbnb is the largest hospitality, hospitality. chain mm-hmm. in the world. You know, Uber is the largest taxi. Like, so I'm like, okay, if they are the largest in this and they don't even own any of that, what's the difference than doing this over here? Mm-hmm. And my market is athletes. That's a huge market because they live in two worlds. They live in the civilian world and they're athletes. Most people don't know how to speak that language. And all they say is have a plan B, have a plan B. Well, having a plan B for an athlete makes no sense if you can't give them what the plan B is, mm. right? As an athlete, you're looking at audibles. All right, we got this play, but if we got to see this, we're going to adjust mm-hmm. and do this. So you give them the audible, they know that there's two plans on this play. You know, receivers have- When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Have option routes. So if you don't give them the option, how do you expect them to continue to grow, right? Mm-hmm. So what led me down the path, honestly, was nobody's talking their language. And I was able to graduate school, get into the the corporate world, the entrepreneurial world, and then bring it back to the athletes and say, hey, this is how you can transition because whether you play for 20 years or one year, the sports will end. Mm-hmm. What's the next phase? There is no plan B. It's a life plan. So what's the plan, mm-hmm. right? Like if you come and get your certification or get you a trade or get you a degree, it's not saying that you got to give up sports and do it now. It's what's the transition on how you're going to use it mm-hmm. once you're done. And then this is the plan. Okay, while I'm playing ball, I'm going to get this. And then when I finish playing, I'm going to transition into this. That way, there's no drop-off. Because the worst thing for athletes is having a drop-off. Mm-hmm. Most period, athletes... Whenever they, yeah. can't, they, they get the game taken away yeah. from Yeah. Dude, most athletes hate off-season. Because they feel like it's a major drop-off. But if you got an off-season plan, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to maximize my credits. I'm going to get this job or this marketing gig or whatever. Especially in college, right? Like, the off-season is usually when dudes go, go to work. So... You have a plan, but you have that drop-off where you don't want to do anything. Most dudes quit. So I just really wanted to create something where athletes have their own college. You know, if they make majority of the school, then create a school specifically for them so they're in the classes with people who think just like them. Mm. Because if I'm in school and I'm in class and this girl is majoring in biology, we can't be class partners on a project because – your schedule is not mine. Your mindset mm-hmm. is not mine. Your we're not like, gonna be. Yeah, we don't have the same goals, same thoughts. Mm-hmm. So if you create a school where it's specifically for athletes, you win. And that's very, very interesting. And I like the thought process and the thought pattern of giving them an environment where they can thrive at and be understood by people who actually. I'm pretty sure all of your staff they're probably previous athletes yep. as well. So they know exactly what they've went through. They know exactly, you know, you you worried about the game right now, but, you know, you still got to take care of this. You still have a regular life. Or they can even, maybe they lose a game or something, and now they're still thinking about, man, that loss was tough. Hey, man, look, get over it. Like, it's another day. We're going to go with it. We're going to keep on going. We're going to formulate a new plan, how we can go ahead and win the next time. But now you got to come back to real life. Let's get back to this. Like you said, the civilian life. And I never really thought about like athletes being like, you know, having that double life. But it's very interesting because now that you said, you know, it is like walking two different lives because whenever you plan, like it's just like, yo, this is what I'm focused on. I'm in love. This is the game that I love to play. Whatever sport you're playing, like you're going to be focused on that sport. Why are you in season? Like, I'm locked in. Yeah. Like, I'm not worried about nothing else. Like, I'm trying to get this workout in. Because nine times out of ten, people want to go to a league. Whatever league it is, their main goal is to, mm-hmm. I need to get to that league. So, I'm going to put the work in that I need to get in. Facts. Yeah. I mean, you talk about my staff. So, we have guys who coached in college, played college. We got guys who played in the NFL, like high-level NFL players who have come here and my number one rule is to be a coach at RPA, you have to be a mentor first. Mm. If you can't be a mentor, you can't coach here. Mm. I don't really care about the sports part. You come in, you be a mentor. Tell them what you went through. Tell them, you know, what you saw and what you did. Like, we got guys that play at every level. D1, D2, D3, NAIA, NFL, right? 90% of our athletes here have a 3.5 and up. Mm. 
Hey, man, that's pressure. And that's because they're here with each other and they're competing with us. So, like, Mm. when we do grade checks, it's like a leaderboard. You know, who it's all a big competition. Everything. It's instead of it being. I love that, bro. Like, I think that's integral for athletes because I know that's something too. Like, whenever you're an athlete, nine times out of ten, you don't care about the grades because the people who's normally the best, they're not really, really focusing about grades. But it's because they're not being challenged the same way they're being challenged on the field. Right. It's all a big competition. That's the part about it that I love. Like, you really, like you said, creating an environment for them to thrive. And, Jalen, you touched on kind of that idea of everybody wanting to go to the league. I wanted to expound on that more with you, Reggie, because that makes this even more important because so many of our people, like, I fell victim to it myself. Like, we all want to be, like, that's the way out for so many of us. Like, we got to make it to the league, and then we don't get there. Like, how does RPA help with that transition for some of those guys? Like, because whenever we bank so heavily on that, we think that the league is the like only the, way the out. meal ticket. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm glad your college is here because it's helping. I just want to kind of see like some of the people that maybe you've helped with it. <laughs> so, you know, the guy behind the camera is one of them, <laughs> you know, and we ask him all the time, do you want to be a professional athlete or a professional in athletics? Mm. Mm. Cause I'm still in sports. I'm in sports every day. Mm. I'm a professional in athletics. Like I still get the same drive. I'm the same rush to competition. Like we got games. Like I'm still in sports, mm-hmm. right? But I'm not just getting hit. You know, I don't want to get hit. I don't want to hit the whole <laughs> body. But I'm in sports. I'm around the same people. I'm in these rooms and I'm doing the things that pro athletes are doing. I'm just a professional in athletics, though. Mm. So. It's a mindset shift because everybody's not made to be on the field. Just like in business, everybody's not made to be in front of the camera. So do you want to be in the industry or be in the industry? Mm. It's two different mindsets of it, right? Like, do you want to be the one getting hit or do you want to be the one that's running the show for the people who want to get hit? Because if you just want to be the product, cool. But why not just be the company? Mm. You don't have to be the. You could be the one... Selling the pickaxes. You ain't got to be yeah, the one digging for gold. You ain't got to be digging no gold. But there's a place for everybody in sports. There's a place for everybody. But if you want to be a janitor, bet. Go be a janitor for a sports team. Now you're around sports. You get to go to the games. You get to go to the, like, if you want to be a cook, go be a cook for a sports team. Like, you can still be around sports, but the mindset of the only way that I can make the sports money or be around sports is just play. Somebody sold you a dream that they had no idea about. I mean, if you ask the people who actually been in the professional sports world, they would prefer to just get the checks without getting hit. Mm. So whoever sold you the dream about, and that's what I hate. Like you see a kid who like six five, six six, and you say, man, you're going to be a dope, whatever athlete. Well, what if he just want to be a boss? Like why you keep pushing mm-hmm. being an athlete because he's six six? Six six don't mean you got to be an athlete. Like, I saw a pilot early. Like, on my flight, the pilot was like 6'3", 235, dudes busting out his shirt, and he's the pilot. Somebody on a random <laughs> on the street. Yo, man, what team you play for? Did you play football? I play for America. Oh, Team USA? Nah, no, bro, America Airlines. <laughs> you know, like, like but that's... You touchdown at nine. Bro, smooth. <laughs> but that's what we do, man. And when they come here, I'm RPA, man, our tagline is... The platform is sports. The program is life. Mm. So when you get here, bro, we it's football like maybe like two hours. Basketball, two hours a day. 
But for the rest of it, you writing papers. Like I wrote a book. They had to write a two-page paper on the book, right? And that was for two reasons. Get them to read a book. They all read their first book, right? And then write a paper on it. Now you're learning how to write a paper and formulate your thoughts. So, and you were able to, third one, I guess, is being there with somebody that you can touch who actually wrote a book. So you know an author, right? So now it's, you're getting a whole lot of life. You've been exposed to things that is tangible. It's, mm-hmm. it's practical. You actually can see it, right? And most of the kids come and say, yeah, because I want to own my own team. I want to do what you're doing. Well, this is what comes with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know what? I don't want to do all that. So I do want to just do this part. Cool. Well, maybe you can do it on the Little League side. Mm-hmm. where So you can still do it, but find out how it matches with your personality. Mm-hmm. And I like what you just said, man. I don't even, like, that was so powerful that you took them from saying, coach, I want to make it to the league, to coach, I want to own a team like you. Like, I think that's so powerful because now that also draws the connection of ownership to sports. Thanks. Something that we don't have a lot of representation and in the sports realm at all. Like, I don't know no fucking black NFL They, they ain't got owner. no black NFL that, exactly. or NBA owners, I believe. Nah, right. like the closest thing to an NBA owner, I know Michael Jordan, Jordan owns, yeah, and yeah. I know Usher like, owns part own of the, part cl- the Cavalier. Yeah. yeah, but as far as like a full, like, Yo, majority Michael Jordan shit. is Michael Jordan the majority think, owner nah, of the I don't even think yeah like there's no person that I can say you know yo I own this sport team like yeah I can't think of that but a lot of times we're not taught that growing up we're always taught like you said to be the product we're always taught to say okay how can I be the best quarterback how can I be the best running back mm-hmm. how can I be that number one cornerback so I get never, that 500 million exactly. dollar contract it's never how can I be the boss who's yeah. collecting the I billion the, dollar checks. It, how can I be the person dictating this? Yeah. The coldest thing Mahomes did was not the five hundred dollar five hundred million dollar deal. He went by ownership of a baseball team. Mm-hmm. That was exactly. the part that, that was dope to me. Like, bro, you wouldn't use your leverage from having this contract that you probably want to get all of it, but who cares? And that's the that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> like, like now you look like a part owner. You're part owner. Like Ownership is key, bro. Like, and that's... What's good, family? Jalen here. I have some great news to share with you. We have recently launched BWR Academy, the number one online school and community focused on teaching personal finance and wealth-building principles. By becoming a member, you will gain access to premium financial education covering the topics of credit and financing, debt repayment strategies, retirement planning, that's right, we're going over 401ks, IRAs, and everything in between. Life insurance, we'll be having weekly budgeting and accountability calls, and so much more. You will also gain access to a powerful network. For years, we have been preaching, your network is your net worth. So here's your chance to increase your social capital. We'll be having many of our previous podcast guests coming back to teach exclusive classes that can only be found through BWR Academy. We have also partnered with Capital, a premier financial app that will allow you to participate in our quarterly savings challenge. We have a goal of helping a thousand families save $1 million collectively. We'll make sure that you are not a part of the 74% that cannot afford a thousand dollar emergency. So if this sounds like the type of environment you would like to be a part of, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the show notes. Make sure you sign up now because spots are extremely limited. See you in the academy.
you've been thinking about starting a podcast, but you don't know exactly where to get started. Maybe you don't know exactly what equipment you should buy or who you should go through with the hosting platforms. Well, good news. I created a course just for you. It'll be showing you how to make the fewest mistakes possible on your podcasting journey. It's called the Podcaster's Playbook, and it's a total masterclass taught by me, showing you all the techniques and tricks that we use behind the scenes of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Swipe up now, click the link in the show notes so you can purchase the Podcaster's Playbook. Thanks, bro. Ownership is so crucial. And you also talked about like the professionalism being a professional in athletics, like you mentioned, you know, you could be a cook, you could be a janitor or something, but what are some other topics that you can take and really still be in the sports realm and still make some good money or still have that rush? Like I know people don't think about being a sports agent, but sports agents, we all know Rich Paul, like dog. Yeah. Like there's so many more facets to this industry that a lot of people don't think about even like my man behind the camera somebody's got to do it Mm -hmm. somebody has to do it though you talk about media marketing branding advertisement that's under one umbrella then you got custodial services environmental stuff and then you have if you want to be a pilot go become pilot get your fleet and go partner with a team and now you're the official airline for that team Mm. go be a pilot they got to travel, right? Got to get somewhere. <laughs> like, bus yeah. companies, apparel. Like, Nike can't sell everything. Go find these teams who you like create. I mean, if you love fashion, but you love sports, create sports apparel and mm-hmm. sell it to the team. Now you're building your brand with the team. You're still in sports. They get to wear your stuff. Now you got ownership. You see them, them guys out there win. And maybe not the whole team. Go find your individual athlete and say, hey, I want to sponsor you wearing my stuff. Right? Those are the ways in, right? Massage therapists, chiros, mm-hmm. PTs. That's a whole nother arm of Dentist, right? If you're a dentist and you go talk to a, a pro player, he got to be on TV all the time. He want to smile right. You be a dentist for this player or this team. You'll be a barber, nails. Like, it's so mean. Dog, imagine if a dude did barbering. He had a, a team of nail techs. He get in the door because he speaks the sports language. He cut their hair, but they also get their pedicure, their manicure. Don't these pro players want to take care of their bodies too? Hell yeah. Yeah. You don't want the LeBron James. It, it's feet. options out there. Oh, cool, man. He had to do it to my boy, man. Hey, man. Just, y'all saw LeBron feet before? Man, them shits look like a truck ran over them shits. Hey, man. Hey, sorry, hey, LeBron, hey, if you see look, this, man. As a, as a nigga with rough feet myself, I don't talk about <laughs> nobody's shit. But I do want to go back to into RPA, son, Reggie, because man, this 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 conversation on sports is just dope all together. But I wanted to go into RPA and kind of uh, look at like some more with the school. Yeah. So, how many students y'all have right now? Like, how many people y'all got enrolled? Y'all been in since uh, what 2017? 2017, yeah. So first year we had about twenty nine to thirty ish um, athletes. Next year we jumped up to like forty three. The year after that was like 62. But right That's now cool. we're sitting at uh, about 85. We got two sports. So we got, uh, <laughs> we have. Um, year over year growth. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got uh, we got about 80 football and about 12 to 15 on basketball. So we're about 90 ish strong, almost 100. 
And then when we add a new sport, so every time we add a new sport, then the population will grow. Mm. Um, we're not looking to take in 2,000 athletes unless we can service 2,000 athletes, mm-hmm. right? But um, we have right now here in the Arlington location, I'm saying that because we just launched a new location that's coming out. Man. Yeah. So, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we sit in about 85, 90 with football, and then that's – that's a population, right? So we yeah. so next year we'll probably sign about ninety two football athletes and fifteen to sixteen on basketball, and then twenty seven on baseball. Mm. Oh damn, baseball next? Yeah. Hey man, that's hard. Man. <laughs> so wait, you said you're gonna sign them though. So like, this is kind of going back to the piece of you being at college. How do you sign with your school? Like, mm. is it like national signing day national type signing? signing same day. thing. Same concept. We go recruit the same way. Like, we recruit nationally and internationally. So we got kids here right now from Pennsylvania, California, Florida, Louisiana, Kansas. You name it. We got kids here. So they do their signing day stuff, and we get them an NLI and the whole whole nine. Like they go through the same process as they would do at traditional school. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard, man. Because they're not missing out on anything mm-hmm. at all. We provide it. Y'all see the facility. We provide the exact same thing they would get at a, we'll compare ourselves to more so of like a, a division two mm-hmm. as far as the offerings. But our travel, our bus is luxury. So you talk about D1 bus travel, right? You're talking about, we got Under Armour sponsorship. So we sponsor and contracted with Under Armour. So they get Under Armour gear to travel. Like our game gear is mm-hmm. Under Armour, right? So, you getting the same exact thing you would get at a traditional school. The difference is we are more intimate and more hands-on with the leadership and the mentorship. Mm. Right. And mm. you was mentioned, you said y'all also have the same ways like to get funded too. Like you get the same opportunities, yeah, yeah, like yeah. state funding and yeah. all that stuff. how did y'all go? Like, how do you get that as a, like when you're building out your own college, I guess, like how do you register your own college, I guess is the question. Right, so that part will, of course, be in the course on how to start your own school, but we do have access to accepting FAFSA. We do have access to student loans and whatnot, um, but this certification, just like any other trade school, is out of pocket. But our cost is so low that the out-of-pocket cost won't hurt your pocket the same way it would somewhere else, like $10,000 at a... Different trade school will get you X, Y, Z. 5,000, we get you that same X, Y, Z, plus games, plus travel, plus all those things, right? So we try to provide more value with what we're offering. And the financial aid covers about 80% of what you're going to do here at RPA. So, yeah. Nah, yeah, that's, that's real pressure, man. Damn, man. I didn't even know y'all was doing it like that. Bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, do you got to go to the finance, like the Department of Financial, like, who who you got to talk to for that, man? <laughs> man, so the way that we did it, you have to understand what the FAFSA wants, mm-hmm. right? And then what the school can provide. So, you know, we try to limit the offering that we have. So as far as, like, our majors, we have about 10, right? 10 traditional majors. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the financial aid just wants to provide a service. Well, the school wants to make money on the education side, so... You know, once you provide the win and show, like, the amount of people that you'll bring in and the value and, you know, like, the volume and the key word that they always look for is retention. As long as you can provide a retention number, Mm -hmm. they'll give you the money. Like, they'll give you the money. 
because they don't want to just give you money and then the guy leave in like two weeks and they give you the money and the guy leave in two weeks and, it, it, and now you scam. Yeah. So if you provide retention, you get the money, mm-hmm. right? So our best way of providing retention is we focusing on mentorship and we keeping their grades up. So now that nobody can put out of school. And they stand here for more reasons than sports. Mm. Because most dudes, y'all know, they leave school and transfer in the offseason. So in the offseason, whatever, we we doing a lot more mentorship mm. and volunteer work and community service and internships and stuff like that. Now you're locked into RPA for more reasons than one. Mm-hmm. That keeps the retention high. That keeps the financial aid people happy. And then everybody wins. And you pouring into those young men's lives, man. Hey, I gotta get it up for my brother again, man. That shit beautiful, man. A black man with a college. I, yeah. And what's some of the majors that you offer, my brother? Yeah, so we offer as far as like traditional majors, you got business management, you have an emphasis in entrepreneurship. We got theology, which for those couple guys who like wanna be pastors and whatnot, so they can come get that. Sports management, early childhood, construction, and just like general. And then for certifications, we offer a personal trainer, a certified nutrition. We got a, a curricular exercise, which is very similar to a physical therapy assistant, but it's based around sports medicine. Mm. And then you have the performance enhancement specialist, which is a trainer, but it's focused on training athletes and the progression of that. And then we have how to become a tax analyst and how to run a tax business. You can become an insurance agent through us. You can... You know, we're going to be adding some more certs. You know, it's going to be dope as far as like pressure on the way. <laughs> hey, super cold. You know, so our goal is like whatever industry is out there and somebody has a course for it or somebody has a way to teach it. Like we even have a course on how to run ads, you know, and if we could teach you how to run ads and you learn that, guess what you can do? Make money. So go and teach people how to run ads. Yep. And now you become an ad agency because you learn how to run ads here. And now you take that and go run it. Because the issue with colleges is, outside of your degree, name me a class you take that you can go and use that one class and go create a business off of. Man, and I was just talking Hmm. to somebody about this. I was like, oh, it was them. I was like, yo, if I would have thought about, like, if I'd have had the same mindset whenever I graduated from school, like, because I had to get a certification in Excel and in Word and then Outlook and everything. I'm like, bro, I could have been teaching people (laughs) how to set this shit up and, like, how to go really just do everything. Like, if I'd have known about, like, digital courses or, like, even just being a consultant, like, for people who don't know how to do it or they don't have the time, they need this set up in their business. I could just go set up the systems. You got a problem, call me. It's going to be $500. Like, that's it. Easy. Easy. And I was like, damn, bro. I didn't think about it like that. But it's because of the way that we're taught in school. Like, we're taught to just be worker bees. Yeah. Yeah, man. So you look at, I saw you looking like trying to think about which class you can take in school that's going to make you create a business off of. Still thinking, man. I know. You think of you going to think of college. I'm like, man, what the hell could I do? I can teach people how to find shits under rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you have to have that on that mindset. I feel like as an entrepreneur, your mindset is not always about making a business. It's just how can you utilize what I mm. what I know? Mm-hmm. You can be an entrepreneur at your job. Like, figure out how to use what you know to add value. Because on entrepreneurship, you're adding value to the market. You're adding value to people's lives. 
well, at your job, add value to the company. But if you just go on a thing and you just, you just working, it's kind of irrelevant. Man, I'm so glad that you just touched on that because that's a big one. And we talked about this on the story. We even put it up on our page one time and people gave us a lot of flack. We're like, whoever you are in your nine to five, that's who you're going to become in your entrepreneurship journey. And people like, nah, man, I'm just not motivated by them. But I know whenever I was in my job, I was still doing whatever it took going above and beyond to make sure that that customer had value, that whenever this person left out, at least they're going to come back looking for me or something like right. they're going to remember me because of the type of work that I've done. Mm-hmm. And I can transfer that shit over into my business. But a lot of people, they go to work, they just want to collect the check because it's not what they love or whatever. But like you said, they're not trying to add value. If you're a great person with systems, I don't give a shit if you don't like what you're doing. You can still systematize your process right. and make it run a whole lot smoother. Now you ain't got to deal with as much bullshit as you got to deal with. And that's why. So you look at sports, right? Um, the teams that win a lot, every coach on that staff has a mindset to be the head coach of their position. Mm. But everybody wants to be Nick Saban. Everybody can't be Nick Saban. You could be a Sarkeesian, and you can just be the best OC ever, mm-hmm. right? And you take pride in being the best OC. You may not be the guy who everybody sees and everybody talks to, but if you're the one who makes the DBs run well, you're the one who makes the D-line like all Americans. Yes, Nick, um, Nick Saban is the head coach. He's the CEO. He gets the he gets, he he gets face, the accolade. Yeah. But what happens with them dudes on Nick Saban's staff, what do all of them end up getting? Head coach positions. But if you've never been in the mindset of a head coach, how the hell is anybody going to give you a job to be a head coach? It doesn't make sense. Right. Like if you never practice like being a head coach, if you never practice at your job running a business, I tell all my guys here, like my players, be the head coach of you. Mm-hmm. Stop asking your head coach what to do next. With it. Take initiative and say, OK, I got to stretch. I got to run. I got to get my classwork done. This assignment was given to me on Sunday and it's due next Sunday. Do I want to wait till Saturday night or do I get it done before Wednesday? Mm-hmm. So I, I can have it the rest of the week. I'm telling myself because we have online classes. So the online classes, they give you the whole game plan up front. You either going to do it now or do it later. Like I ask them guys every year, I ask the new class and I say, what is the Parkinson's law? And most of them have no idea. They think about the, 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 disease. the disease shaking, right? But the Parkinson's law is simply time will extend to meet the deadline. Basically, I'm paraphrasing it, right? So if I say 30 days to finish it, you're going to do it in 30 days. Mm-hmm. But if you give yourself three days. You're going to do it three days. Same mm-hmm. work. The same exact work. Mm-hmm. And we do it in football unconditionally. Why are we practicing two minute drill? Because if you've been going, because if you've been going hard the whole game, you shouldn't be trying to like let's do everything right, right, right for now the, for two minutes. Perfect it's two, two minutes. minutes, yeah. Just do it the same two minute drill should be the whole game. Mm-hmm. Like just run it as if the last two mm-hmm. minutes, and, and watch how much more productivity you got. Like I don't, I try to like set like big big goals as far as like three year goal. Like nah mm-hmm. bro, got a three month goal, got a nine month goal. Make them digestible. Yeah, because now I'm like, I got ninety days to get this done. Ninety days. We know how how fast that is. Like you just gotta just run though. Mm-hmm. Cause if you get yourself I got twelve months to get to get you this gonna done. take twelve months. <laughs> you gonna take twelve months. It's gonna be month six. You ain't even touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got six I got, more I got months. Time. <laughs> you know, like it's just crazy man. But for RPA you know, we try to open their eyes to everything. Like, 
everything you can think of, you know, especially in business, like we do everything in house. Y'all see, mm-hmm. you know, my coaches have a vending machine. You know, I want the coaches because I ask them a question and I ask it on here. We ask these young men, and we started off with this. We ask these young men, young women every day, what are you going to do if there's no sports? And what's your plan B? Well, I always ask my coaches too. What are you going to do if there's no sports? Mm. Because in order to be a coach, there has to be a sport. Mm-hmm. So you keep asking these kids, what are you going to do if there's no sports? But coach, what are you, you going to do if there's no sports? Because you ain't going to be out of a <laughs> job too. I like that. That's a damn good question to ask. Encouraging entrepreneurship throughout the building. I really love the mentorship aspect of it all. Like, it's really a way here. It's like, you know how they talk about the Patriot way, the yeah. RPA way. Like, yeah. it's not just education. It's mentorship. It's community. I love it, man. I kind of want to get into something, too, that I thought was very interesting whenever we were talking to Conrad. He said, the night before, you done that presentation on business and football. Yep. And I, I just need you to break it down for me, my brother. <laughs> can you give me that breakdown of how business can equate to a sports team? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you look at, like, a playbook, so, right? So most folks don't know how to read a, read a playbook. But on a football playbook, that's five O-linemen, right? You have the center, and then you have the guards and the tackles. Everybody knows who the quarterback is, who the running back is, receivers. Who are the linemen? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. So if you're in business, you may be the lineman. You may be the one that don't nobody know who the hell you are. But without you, the play doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then you may say, I'm on the team, but somebody already doing that. Well, on the O-line, there's two guards and two tackles. So you put to say, well, he played guard. I, ain't, I don't play guard. I don't play tackle. He played guard. No, because collectively, y'all are the O-line. Mm-hmm. So you may have two people who do media, two people who, who do sales. photography. Yeah. Right? So you, and, but the most important person on that O-line is the center. The center. He sets the ball. He sets the line. He sets the theme. He sets the, the, the protection. He calls out area, everything, right? Who's the center in your business? Mm. You can't be the center guard tackle. Can't play all the positions. You can't. Right. So I'm showing my team that everybody has an important role, you know, and then the running back. And then based on the formation, you may have three running backs and only one of y'all getting the ball. Mm. Two of y'all got to just play your role. You got to play, play your role and go, go block. And then if it's, it's one running back and you got four receivers, then all of y'all are running the routes at your hardest. And you might not get the pass from the CEO who the quarterback. But what if the receivers are covered? It ain't they season to catch the ball. It ain't they play to catch the ball, and the O-line may have had a, had a mishap. The running back has to be smart enough to know that I'm the right-hand man to the QB. Let me be an outlet and help him out. And he throw me the ball. I get a few yards because the running back is also very important too because the dude blocks, he runs routes, he runs the ball, and he makes sure that the quarterback is straight. Mm-hmm. That's your vice president. He's right next to you every day. But he may not have anything to do important on that play, but he figures out what to do on initiative. He gonna help the lineman out, do a little chip block, mm-hmm. right? He leaks out as an outlet, right? He may run out and run a route because he see the disadvantages of who guarding him. He's your right hand man. Your receivers are your sales team. You throw him the ball, and your center is truly the, your your center is your centerpiece of the business. So when I look at sports. I look at like offensive um, scheme or whatever. I look at it because I could easily do defense. I play defense. But for the mindset and the psychology of it, 
I talk from the offensive side because we should be playing offense, not defense. Mm. Hey, man, that was so beautifully man. broken down. I've never heard it like analogized like that, but that's dope. And I love how you brought it up and how, you know, you broke down each piece, even just like that running back. I didn't realize all of the true key parts that the running back plays. Like, like you said, he can be blocking. He can run the ball. He could be the person going out to get catch the route. Like, and plus you got to make sure the blind side, like got to make sure he's straight. Like I've never really thought about, business and football like that mm. but i like how you broke that down because you can show like just how important everyone is yeah. and i think that happens a lot in business too a lot of people think yo i'm not important like the work that i'm doing it's not important and you said something that was very important while we were at lunch you was like i bet you they might not know who one of the guards are or whatever but if they miss they tackle everybody knows who fought it was oh yeah for sure if the guard missed a block, watch what happened. Man, he They're got gonna a block. Blame Get him. him out of there. Yeah. Right? If your business lose, um, lose money because somebody had a lawsuit or somebody did something that like went against the team, mm -hmm. everybody's going to know who you are now. Right? Like, you may have a teammate, a brother, a cousin, or whoever. They may not have nothing to do with the day-to-day -day business, but they do one thing negative, the highlight goes on them. Like my coach used to always say, we're in a fishbowl. Every time somebody does something bad or good, they're always going to talk about what school you went to. Mm. XTCU player gets domestic <laughs> violence charge. Bro, he ain't played TCU in five years. Mm -hmm. But they always attach you to the business. They always attach you to the brand. Mm -hmm. They're gonna. Uh, it doesn't matter. So you may feel like, well, what I'm doing is not important, whatever. You're it's not important, important to the team until you do something that's of importance. Mm. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Kelly here. And I want to say thank you for listening to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast, because without you all, we would not be here. And I have a very exclusive announcement to make. We are releasing a brand new show. That's right. We're coming out with a brand new podcast called What's On Your Timeline. We're taking that little segment out of our podcast. We're making it a brand new show exclusively on Patreon. So click the link below. Join our Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You'll get an episode every week of a raw, unfiltered, unedited versions of us. You get to hear from me, Jalen, David, and even Jerry. You get to hear what we think about on our timeline. You get to hear what we're into, what are we listening to, what are we learning, and we'll get to even teach some things possibly. And I promise you, you won't regret it. We're going to talk about stocks. We're going to talk about crypto. We're going to talk about real estate. We're going to talk about the Federal Reserve. Hell, even in this last episode, we talked about Kwame Brown. You know, you're going to get the raw, unedited versions of us, and it is exclusively on Patreon, so click the link below. Check it out. Tell us what you think. If you want to join, like I said, again, click the link below. It's only $5. Literally a dollar, almost a dollar a week, you can get a brand new episode of What's On Your Timeline. So, and we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Peace out. Whether it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad. Mm. And I'm glad you brought up the brand and the business and everything because it was something else that you, you taught me about the NCAA, like with promoting yourself and getting paid as an athlete on those levels. You're like, I forgot what was the guy name with uh, the YouTube? You destroying, yeah, destroying. Yeah. So we were talking about at lunch. We were talking about amateurism and like how that works with 
your school, what were you going to ask? Like? I, know, I was just going to say, like, you know, sometimes a lot of people, they'll get caught up like, yo, I can't get paid for my likeness or whatever. But you told us like this one, I guess it's not really a loophole because it's a part of like the NCAA rules. But you're like, as long as you're not promoting that school, right. make money off of yourself. Because right. you think about this, right? So somebody jumps out there with y'all logo and they saying, hey, such and such, I'm with BWR and I'm just out here, you know, give me money. Well, you making money. Because people recognize BWR, mm-hmm. not you. And now you're building a brand off of my brand. So either you give me a percentage of that or I cease and desist and say you can't make money off me at all. But if you're going to make your own money because you can have a business making money, mm-hmm. but your business can be associated and you can't use these people name to make money. Because would you be who you are before you use them people name? If the answer is no, then you're using them to mm-hmm. make money. So as a business owner, I get it. Don't use me to make money and not cut me in on the deal, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of these kids today are coming into schools with brands yep. already. Like, how can you tell this kid who has 100,000 followers before he even signed to y'all that he, he can't, can't monetize no his name? Like, you're tripping. Yeah. He already had the brand. Mm-hmm. It, was, got- uh, it was one guy. We actually talked with him a while back. He's a freshman. He's a wide receiver at Syracuse. He had his own shoe business, and the NCAA had put him under investigation for that. But they have to come to that rule, and they're like, we can't stop him from doing this. He's been doing this since he was a junior had high nothing school. to do with y'all. That had nothing to do they, with y'all. Y'all ain't built this. <laughs> that had nothing to do with y'all. Dude was making money. That's how he took care of his family. He was doing that already. Mm-hmm. But the moment you start bringing them people logos into it, mm-hmm. that's a trademark. They own that, and they never gave you rights to use their brand mm-hmm. to get paid off of their brand. But if you was already making money and building your brand before you even sign there, it's foolish to even, that's why they got to read the NCAA rule book because you have to understand what you're signing, which is what we teach at RPA. Them NLIs are contracts. Read that through because if you're a brand, you won't go sign a contract deal with another company just because. Mm-hmm. Cause they might say we can, we can take all your mm-hmm. stuff. We you own your stuff it. in perpetuity. Yeah, you ain't even read like, it. Yeah, now you like, well, I ain't know that. I was coming to play football. Well. This is a business. <laughs> you are a business, bro. So you got a choice. And then a boy on the store, but they got a choice. Do I want to keep making my brand grow or do I want to put it on a halt and continue to work for your brand? Yeah. Because yeah. that's the question. Do you want to be a professional athlete or a professional in athletics? Because isn't he still doing athletic stuff? Yep. He actually training for the combine right now, I believe. He's uh, still like, doing athletic stuff trying and to get building the, the brand. So he's now a professional in athletics. Right? So if you want to be a professional athlete, then you got to go in and do professional athlete stuff. You got to go follow the rules. You got to go do some. And they'll tell you day one, nobody's bigger than the school. Yeah, they will tell you that day one, nobody's yeah, yeah. bigger than the school. And you got to say, well, shit, I technically am. Because before I came here, nobody knew who the hell y'all were. Now I show up in the middle of nowhere, and my followers now know about y'all school. Mm-hmm. I helped you out. But you have no leverage because you signed to these four letters without even realizing how these people work. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's one of the things that I just dislike about the NCAA is just you can't tell people who already had something. Like, it just doesn't work like that. Like, you can't tell me to stop doing what I was doing. Just because you can't control what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound like America? 
<laughs> like it's Damn. the same setup. Like you gotta pay me to work within me, but without me, you don't get no money. If I don't live here and I don't pay taxes, then how do you make money off of me? That's a fact. So without the player, the NCA is bullshit. Facts. That's a big fact. So when do they flip it and say, where's my leverage? Mm-hmm. Like, And there's no governing body that, like the NFLPA or nothing, that's representing no. these athletes. Like, no. it's just NCAA and that's it. It's the NCAA and it's the school. And the NCAA is like a damn country club. You have to pay a membership to be there. Like, all these schools are paying a membership. Like, you got to pay to be a member of this club. But then to tell you on the rules. And the biggest rule that they have is the schools control their school. So I got to pay you for you to tell me that I can control my school. And when the schools get in trouble is when things get out of hand and they ask them, so what have you been doing to control this? And you say, well, we did it. And the NCAA field feels like that wasn't good enough. That's when they jump in. But before that, you see like, well, it's been like 14 incidents. Well... The school been handling how they want to handle it. Now the NCAA. What's poppin', guys? It's JG here from Blowing Smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful, and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Blowing Smoke podcast, a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of the biggest names in your favorite industries. And all that brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. Jump. They jump in because they got to go through the school first before it even reaches the NCAA. So what's the NCAA for? They have no relevance. <laughs> they, they, Damn, like you man. said, they just a body of people playing middleman, collecting a check. Yeah, because they get the money and then they give it back to the bigger schools because all levels ain't created equal. Nah. nah. I tell all my kids that, like, if I give all of y'all to Alabama and give Alabama athletes to RPA, who going to win the games? We're going to beat the hell out of everybody. Not in the NCAA. We're going to just play, play against the NCAA and win games without being a part of that damn circus. Hmm. So who's really D1? The school or the players? The players. It's all about talent level. So if I'm going to build me a collective and I'm a player, I'm going to say, hey, bro, let's go to RPA. Hey, bro, let's go to RPA. Hey, bro, let's go, let's go to RPA. And RPA is getting these games against the NCAA teams. Well, Let's go prove that the NCAA is irrelevant. We're going to beat all the NCAA teams without being a part of the NCAA circus. And then now we can use our brands. We can build up companies. We can create a business. We can go overseas. We can go into Africa. We can go to Haiti. We can go do all these things in sports. And we can still get games against these guys who we look at TV. Oh, okay. And then RPA is going to eventually start doing things where we can monetize ourselves on TV and do the TV deals and like, oh, okay, pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. We sell tickets, we get a piece. Like profit sharing for me is how you win. Stop giving these kids free education that they can't use. Give them a profit share. Mm. And let's win. I know I know for sure you <laughs> profit share, you're going to win. For sure. That way you ain't got to go work in the off season. You probably get better athletes. You uh, get, Remember that word I said? Retention. Mm-hmm. You get dudes to stay. Because dudes leave school because they go get these jobs. They start making real money. And they're like, man, what the hell I'm going to school for? I'm getting beat up. Like, <laughs> I'm getting a check. Right? So that's why when these leagues be popping up and they say, hey, you ain't got to go to school. Come here and make 50K. And boys like, well, shit, I'm going to take that risk and burn my eligibility and go get this check. 
But what happens is the NCA and the NFL and all those guys are they all ain't good. Cahoots. Well, if he don't go to NCA school, he can't go to the league. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What happens when all the schools leave the NCA? NFL gonna have to take the they best athletes. They ain't, they ain't got no damn choice. But now you gotta say, okay. okay. So what RPA is building, man, is not just for the college level. It's strictly like, how do you get these people to become professionals while doing what they love to do? You go to the trade school, you have to decide between going to the trade school or playing football or playing basketball, right? Because you can't do both. Because mm-hmm. trade school, there's no football team at a trade school. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to go to a trade school and try to become a cook, well, football done for me. Like, I'm finished. Yeah. But if the trade school had a football team, guess what? You can do both. Mm-hmm. Leave, get you some money, come back, play, leave. You get yourself some money, come back, play. Now you got film, you got a trade. They don't call you and draft you. Who cares? Because you still got a you still got a career. (laughs) Yeah. And then you've made connections because I tell all my athletes, the biggest part of college is networking. Thanks. So as you're doing these tryouts and these combines and all the things, I'm teaching you how to speak to people, ask them that one question. What do you do? You get their card, you get the information. Now, you don't make it, but you reach out to them and say, hey, look, I'm the guy from the Combine in 2020. You know, we was in Orlando. You know, I ran the 4-5. You remember me? Bet I have a culinary company now. I would love to cook for you or your team. I may not have been able to sign you to play for my team because of our salary cap, but we got money to pay for a cook. Mm-hmm. How much are you going to charge? Professional in sports. Professional in sports. Hey, and that's industry disruption right there. That's that's yeah, something yeah, that nobody else pressure. doing. Yeah. I ain't never thought about it like that. We got a salary cap, but we still got budget room for you. Man, hey. that's so, pressure. So my brother on the cutting edge, man. I love it. I love it. So Reggie, man, we gonna go ahead, we're gonna pivot into the last segment of the show. We could we could do this all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how long we've been doing. I don't mean either. Like, I promise we could do this all day. So Reggie, man, we're gonna ask you, what's on your timeline, my brother? What's something you seen on social media, the internet, or anywhere that uh that you just wanna share or you wanna speak on? I mean, I know you just recently came back from Miami. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever, whatever you wanna talk about, my dog. Yeah. Man, just black collaboration. Like, every time I get on my deal, it's somebody showing that they're part of something. Like, shout out to my guys at Circle CEOs, right? Like, what they're doing in Atlanta is, like, phenomenal. I told them in Miami, I said, what y'all doing is inspiring, bro. It's inspirational because y'all are showing that black men can work together and create something that's, like, phenomenal. Like, like bro, y'all cover every aspect of something in whatever. Like, nobody's competing. Nobody's hating. And then I get on my timeline, I see my guy, you know, Kwaku, he's he's already big in what he does. And then he's willing to collab with me and give me kudos. I give him a shout out. So my timeline is filled with people just, I'm just doing stuff together as black individuals and black professionals. And for me, like, you know, y'all got me on the podcast. You know, y'all podcast is up there. You know, nobody knows who I am yet. But for y'all to say, I like what you're doing. And that jump on the podcast, bet you know that's collaboration, mm-hmm. right? So you know, black collaboration is like winning. In twenty twenty one, you see a lot of collabs happening. You mm-hmm. see a lot of it. Like everybody's like, boom! Like Ernie, Ernie Leisure did that deal with Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Like it was two different 
things, right? But collaboration is where it's going, bro. Collaboration over competition always, my brother. And that's what I see on my timeline because that's what I follow. Right, mm-hmm. I don't follow you know world star and, 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 and black <laughs> fights and hood. Yeah, videos, I had to so cut like, all that off. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, because man. that shit taints you. Thanks. Right, but if I can see like these dudes are doing it, I can share it with my tribe and say, hey, this is not just an idea. People are actually doing it. Here's the proof. And we took everybody, you know, meet up in Miami, and y'all can see people are actually collaborating and doing things as a unit, but individually, but as a unit. So my timeline is filled with collaborations and black excellence, dog. Hey, I love it. That's I the type it, of timeline I like to see. You know, group economics. Yeah. One time for group economics, man. Get it up that far. Hey, yeah. Real shit, though. I love it, though, bro. And I appreciate you once again, my brother, for taking the time to sit down with us, inviting us to y'all dope-ass studio, Hell y'all dope-ass yeah. school. Got to see all the athletes running in the boys training right now. I heard yeah. it. I heard it. Yeah. Y'all, y'all might have heard it on the bike. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, hey. Once again, my brother, appreciate you. Uh, can you please yeah, plug share yourself your information? In, like, where, where can plug they yourself you? in, where they, how they can get in, enrolled in the RPA yeah. if they want to. Okay. Yeah, just give right. it all. The book, everything, Bet. my brother. So, so my Instagram is at Reggie Calhoun Jr. That's all my social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Keep it simple. It's just my name, Reggie Calhoun Jr. RPA's website is www.rpacollege.org. Go through it, man. See what we do. See what we have. And then... As far as how to get in touch with me, man, you can email me at rcalhoun at rpacollar.org. Like, who I am on the mic, who I am on TV, who I am on social media is who I am in person. So, you know, you reach out, you do your thing. But the first step of anything is apply. Like, if you want to apply to RPA, apply. We try to teach these guys, don't just jump in a DM. Like, to get a job, you got to apply first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, why not apply to the school first to see if you can even get in? So, Reggie Calhoun Jr. at all my social media um, and www.rpacollege.org is the website for RPA. And hey, the book, my brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta oh, get the book, book in here man. Too. So you can get the book. It's on Amazon. I'm taking it down in a few. But it's uh, How to Build Your Sports Entrepreneurship Empire the mm. RPA Way. The RPA Way. Hey, y'all gotta it. tap in. You got a podcast too, right? I, what I do is called the RPA Way Podcast. Hey, y'all tap, <laughs> tap, tap in, in into with all my of that. brother. Make sure y'all keep up with my boy Reggie, Reggie Calhoun, out here doing some major things. I just want to say thank you again, my brother. Like, man. This was a great afternoon. Definitely got to keep it locked in, man. Sure. We're going to make Mo some magic happen. black collaboration all 2021. Yeah, man. we're going to make some magic happen in the city of Dallas. For sure. But before we wrap this up, man, we're going to get into a little bit of house cleaning. Just want to say thank you to all our listeners for coming in week in, week out. If you're new here, I hope y'all enjoyed this. If you know a college athlete, who could I know y'all know somebody that could like, benefit not from even this. Yeah. just a college athlete. I know you have a little cousin or something that's in high school trying to become an athlete. We love athletes, but it's not the only way to make mm-hmm. it. It's not the only way to make it out. Like my boy Reggie said, do you want to be a professional athlete or do you want to be a professional in athletics? Definitely just share this. What you got, David? Right. I just want to say, y'all, make sure y'all leave ratings and reviews yeah. on the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you enjoyed any of our previous work, leave that five-star rating, leave a review for us. It really helps us grow the show. Uh, and just continue to tap in with everything that BWR has to offer. You also, got a lot going on. Oh, what you got? I got the Patreon, man. Y'all oh. sign up for our Patreon. If you love what we're doing, if you love the show, if you love this type of content, just support us. 
You can support us two ways. You can become a Patreon mm. for as low as $5 a month, and you'll get access to ad-free, uninterrupted podcasts. And you get some exclusives. And you get some exclusives. Or you can make a one-time donation to our Anchor uh, support, however much you want to, a dollar, $5, $10. It just helps us continue to create amazing content and giving y'all amazing value. Yes, indeed. The link to both of those are in the show notes. And on that note, this is Black Wolf Renaissance at RPA College signing out. Peace. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathon. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.